Hi guys, welcome to the new episode of Halloween the Podcast. I am Caitlin. I will be your host forever and always. <laughs> um, today, I decided to push this off until um, Thursday. I have made up new plans. I will start recording my episodes on Wednesday and set them up for future posting on 5 p.m. Central Time the following Thursday. So record Wednesday, post Thursday, so that way everything comes out at the same time every week, so that way you don't have to deal with my chaotic, messy life. (laughs) Because I definitely have one of those, especially with the fact that... You know, those quarantines messing with my sleep schedule, with with my habits and my bad habits and my good habits, all kinds of habits. So hopefully doing this, it will keep me on a certain pattern. I don't know how to, yeah, I'm just going to stick with what I just said. So yeah, every Thursday, 5 p.m. Central, a new episode will be posted every week. I know I said Wednesday, but I am getting a job soon, so I don't know what my schedules will be like from now on, so that way I give myself a whole day to figure out when to, you know, record, and then that way at a specific time the following Thursday, it will get posted and I don't have to do anything. (laughs) So... Now that you know my future plans, today we will be talking about the history of my favorite genre. That is the horror genre. I, as you know, love horror movies. I collect them. I live and breathe horror. I keep my apartment decorated Halloween year-round. I don't know life outside of it. But seeing me, you wouldn't think that. Seeing me, you'd think, oh wow, she likes her t-shirts a lot. I just keep it Halloween inside and comfy on the outside. (laughs) So, moving on. Today we're gonna discuss, you know, the history of the horror genre, which is, you know, uh, my favorite genre (laughs) so um yeah let's do this i went ahead and um did a little bit of research i got some of the information uh that i'm about to read to you from a article on britannica.com it was written by the editors of encyclopedia britannica so It's more about literature rather than cinema. Um, The basic start, like the actual start of horror itself prior to all of the moving pictures that have been released since then. So we're going to start with Horror Story, which is a story in which the focus is on creating a feeling of fear. Such tales are of ancient origin and form a substantial part of the body of folk literature. They can feature supernatural elements such as ghosts, 
witches, or vampires, or they can address more realistic psychological fears. In Western literature, the literary cultivation of fear and curiosity for its own sake began to emerge in the 18th century pre-romantic era with the Gothic novel. The genre was invented by Horace Walpole, whose castle Otranto in 1765 may be said to have founded the horror story as a legitimate literary form. Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley introduced pseudoscience into the genre in her famous novel Frankenstein in 1818 about the creation of a monster that ultimately destroys its creator. In the Romantic era, the German storyteller E.T.A. Hoffman and the American Edgar Allan Poe represent raised the horror story to a level far above mere entertainment through their skillful intermingling of reason and madness, eerie atmosphere, and everyday reality. They invested their specters, doubles, and haunted houses with a psychological symbolism that gave their tales a haunting credibility. The Gothic influence persisted throughout the 19th century in such works as Sheridan Lefanu's The House by the Churchyard and Green Tea. Wilkie Collins's The Moonstone and Bram Stoker's vampire tale Dracula. The influence was revived. Sorry about that. <laughs> the influence was revived in the 20th century by science fiction and fantasy writers such as Mervyn Peake in his Gormenghast series. Other masters of the horror tale were Ambrose Bierce, Arthur Machen, Algernon Blackwood, H.P. Lovecraft, whoop whoop, and Stephen King, whoop whoop. <laughs> Isolated masterpieces have been produced by writers not usually associated with the genre, such as Guy de Maupassant's La Horla, A.E. Coppard's Adam and Eve and Pinch Me. It sounds like a romantic sexual book, but I might be wrong. Saki's Srid Sredney Vashter in The Open Window and W.F. Harvey's August Heat. Some of the best-known horror stories owe their powerful to full-bodied characters that develop in realistic social environments and to the very absence of a mysterious atmosphere. In this category are Alexander Pushkin's The Queen of Spades and W.W. Jacob's The Monkey's Paw. So that's basically now, moving on, I want to discuss more the very first horror movie uh, ever. And, you know, I'm not actually seen it. And I want to, because even though it's, you know, a silent film, I... I give everything at least a chance and you know I have a feeling it'll be good so the very first horror movie is the house of the devil it is three minutes long <laughs> three minutes <laughs> and uh, it's directed by Georges Melies uh, in 1896 it actually came out on Christmas Eve in Paris um, it was directed, written, produced, <laughs> all by the same guy, and the cast included that guy, as well as Jehan Dalsi, Jules Eugene Legree, 
and uh, it actually has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 82% of people on Google liked it that, you know, have actually taken the time to go review it, you know, so, uh, I want to see it and I'm going to find it and when I find it, I will talk to y'all about it. But uh, now let's get more into the history of, excuse me, there's a fly, uh, of the film part rather than just the literature. So the first depictions of Supernatural on screen ap appeared in several of the short film created by the French pioneer filmmaker Georges Méliès in the late 1890s. The best known of these early supernatural based works is the two and a half minute movie. Okay, this one says it's only two and a half rather than Google saying it's three. But two and a half minute movie, um, Le Meilleur de Diable, known, oh, known as the Haunted Castle or the House of the Devil. The film is sometimes credited as being the first ever horror film. In the haunted castle, a mischievous devil appears inside a medieval castle where he harasses the visitors. Melia's other popular horror film is La Caverne Maudite in 1898, which translates literally as The Accursed Cave. The film, also known by its English title, The Cave of the Demons, tells the story of a man stumbling out of a cave that is populated by the spirits and skeletons of people who died there. Melia's would also make other short films that historians considered now as horror actions. I don't know French guys, so don't um, come at me. Don't even at me on Twitter for this, because I don't know French. Un nuit terrible, <laughs> which translate to a terrible night. Tells a story of a man who tries to get a good night's sleep, but ends up wrestling a giant spider. Wow. Was he on drugs? Is he hanging out with his friend that wrote Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> his other film, La Berge en Sorcelle in 1897, or The Bewitched Inn, features a story of a hotel guest being pranked and tormented by an unseen presence. In 1897, the American photographer turned director George Albert Smith created The Z-Ray Fiend in 1897, a horror comedy trick film that came out uh, two years after x-rays were vented. Okay. Oh, I, I have no, no input there. That's just weird. The film shows a couple of skeletons courting each other. <laughs> An audience full of people unaccustomed to seeing moving skeletons on screen would have found it frightening and otherworldly. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it might have been weird back then, but you know, it's us now and it's just weird. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the next year, Smith created the short film uh, Photographing a Ghost in 1898, considered a precursor to the paranormal investigation subgenre. The film portrays three men attempting to uh, photograph a ghost, only to fail time and time again as the ghost eludes the men and throws chairs at them. Well, 
Doesn't all ghosts do that? <laughs> or so they say, because I don't believe in them. Okay. Japan also made early forays into the genre, uh, horror genre. In 1898, a Japanese film company called Konishi Honten released two horror films, both written by Ejiro Hara. These were Shinin no Sosei, Resurrection of a Corpse, and Bake Jizu, Jizu the Spook. Okay, that sounds bad. Uh, the sh- uh, film Shinin no Sosei told the story of a dead man who comes back to life after having fallen from a coffin that two men were carrying. The writer Hara played the dead man role, while the coffin bearers were played by Konishi Honten employees. Though there are no records of the cast, crew, or plot of Bake Jizu, it was likely based on the Japanese legend of Jizu statues, believed to provide safety and protection to children. In Japan, oh, it's pronounced Jizo. I'm stupid. Jizo is a deity who is seen as the guardian of children, particularly children who have died before their parents. Jizo has been worshipped in the guardian of the souls of Mizuko, uh, namely stillborn, miscarried, or aborted fetuses. The presence of the word bake, which can be translated to spook, ghost, or phantom, may imply a haunted or possessed statue. Spanish filmmaker Segundo de Chamon is also one of the most significant silent film directors in early filmmaking. He was popular for his frequent camera tricks and optical illusions an innovation that contributed heavily to the popularity of trick films in the period. His famous works include Satan se divierte in 1907, which translates to Satan having fun or Satan at play, La Casa Hechizada or The House of Ghosts, considered to be one of the earliest cinematic depictions of a haunted house premise, and Le Spectre Rouge, or The Red Spectre, a collaboration film with French director Ferdinand Zecca about a demonic magician who attempts to perform his act in a mysterious grotto. The Selig Polyscope Company in the United States produced one of the first film adaptations of a horror-based novel. In 1908, the company produced the film Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, directed by Otis Turner and starring Hobart Bosworth in the lead role. The film is, however, now considered a lost film. The story was based on Robert Louis Stevenson's classic gothic novella, Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, published 15 years prior, about a man who transforms his personality between two contrasting personas. The book tells the classic t- uh, story of a man with the unpredictably dual nature, usually very good but sometimes shockingly evil as well. Georges Méliès also like adapting the Faust legend into his films. In fact, the French filmmaker produced at least six variations of the German legend of the man who made a pact with the devil. Among his notable Faust films include Faust Ox Enfers in 1903, known primarily for its English title The Damnation of Faust or Faust in Hell. It is the filmmaker's third film adaptation of the Faust legend. In it, Melies took inspiration from the Hector Berlioz Faust opera, but it pays less attention to the story and more to the special effects that represent a tour of hell. 
the film takes advantage of stage machinery te uh, techniques and features special effects such as pyrotechnics, substitution splices, superimpositions on black backgrounds, and dissolves. Melies then made a sequel to that film called Damnation du Docteur Faust, released in the U.S. as Faust and Marguerite. This time, the film was based on the opera by Charles Gounod. Melia's other devil-inspired films in, the, uh, in this period include Les Quincents, Forces de Diable. I can't stop with... Mm, I need to learn other languages or something because I sound so bad trying to say these foreign names. Anyway, known in English as the Merry Frolics of Satan or the 400 Tricks of the Devil, a tale about an engineer who barters with the devil for superhuman powers and is forced to face the consequences. Melies would also make other horror-based short films that aren't inspired by Faust, most notably the fantastical and unsettling Le Popelian Fantastique, 1909, where a, ma a magician turns a butterfly woman into a spider beast. Okay. Because that's real. <laughs> okay. As the 19th century gave way to the 20th, artists and engineers were all pushing the boundaries of film. Artists like Melies first achieved fame as a magician. During the time, stage magicians entertained large crowds with illusions and magic tricks and decked out their sets with elaborate sets, costumes, and characters. Sorry, I read that weird. While filmmakers like Lumiere Brothers were tinkering with motion picture devices and short, uh, in shot documentary-like films, Melies and, to an extent, Segundo de Chamon, all as well were developing magic tricks on film. They created sophisticated sight gags and theatrical special effects to either entertain or scare the audience. And his autobiography, ooh, I'm gonna have to find that and read it and get back to y'all on that. But anyway, in his autobiography, Melies recalled a day when he was capturing footage on a Paris street when his camera jammed. Frustrated, he fiddled with the hand crank, fixed the problem, and started shooting again. When he developed the film later and played it back, he discovered a new trick. The shot started with people walking, children skipping, and a horse-drawn ominous workers trundling up the street. Then, in the blink of an eye, everything changed. Men turned into women, children were replaced by horses, and spookiest of all, the ominous full of workers changed into a hearse. Back of this, uh, sorry, because of this, wow, eyes need to be checked. Because of this, Melies had found a way to perform actual magic with editing. To fool an audience and pull off illusions he'd never been able to do on stage, this was the birth of trick films. Sorry, drinking water. Most of the early films in cinema history consist of continuous shots of short skits and or scenes from everyday life. Filmmakers doing trick films and attempted to do the impossible on screen, like levitating heads, making people disappear, or turning them into skeletons. Trick films were silent films designed to feature innovative special effects. This style of filmmaking was developed by innovators such as Georges Melies or Segundo de Chomon in their first cinematic experiments. In the first years of film, especially between 1898 and 1908, the trick film was one of the world's most popular film genres. 
Techniques explored in these trick films included slow motion and fast motion created by varying the camera cranking speed. The editing device called the substitution splice and various in-camera effects such as multiple exposure, double exposure, especially achieved to show faded or ghostly images on screen. The spectacular nature of trick films lives on especially on horror films. Trick films convey energetic whimsy that make impossible events seem to occur on screen. Trick films are an essence in which artists use camera techniques to create magic tricks or special effects that feel otherworldly. Other examples of trick films include 1901's The Big Swallow, in which a man tries to swallow the audience. Okay. And the 1901's The Haunted Curiosity Shop, in which apparitions appear inside an antique shop. So, I am going to leave it there because there is actually a lot more to go over. And we will have a secondary episode of more horror movie history. So this is part one and we will continue on another day. So like I said at the beginning, we will start recording on Wednesdays and posting on Thursdays. I did set this one to be posted at 5.30 today so that way you know I'm not lying. <laughs> but no, from now on it'll be record Wednesday, post at 5 every Thursday so that way it stays consistent and that way there is somewhat a little bit of consistency in my life. But anyway guys, I hope y'all are surviving and washing your hands and returning the slab to the creepy Egyptian man that's outside your house going return the slab so anyway guys stay spooky my friends and we will continue next week bye